You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everyone, Tim McMaster here along with Brian Hoke, our MLB.com Yankees reporter. We continue to make our way around the Yankees roster as we head into the 2017 season and more importantly spring training, which is right around the corner. And today, Brian, we cover the starting rotation, which is going to be a very important part of this team, obviously. And there are some question marks there where if the right answers come through, this team could be very good if it goes the other way. Well, it could go the other way. But let's start at the top. you got to start a rotation talk with the ace, and uh, that will again be Masahiro Tanaka, who put together his fullest season as a Yankee in 2016, 14-4, solid ERA. More importantly, he was a third of an inning shy of throwing 200 innings, and he made 31 starts, with his, which is the most of his career as a Yankee. Um, everybody always talks about the arm and when, when's that injury going to become serious, but he showed no signs of it a year ago. Yeah, I don't know if anybody's still talking about that. I think to Just his me. relief, the questions have been answered, uh, at least for the time being. So, uh, yeah, that, that is a storyline that followed him throughout uh, his Yankee career. Obviously, he got off to that great start, his first 14 or so starts in 2014, but he's a different pitcher now. Um, he has learned how to work with that uh, injury, and you know, he's got a partially torn UCL. That hasn't changed. Uh, you can rehab it, but it never completely recovers. But I think anybody who watched him pitch last year would say he figured it out. He pitched like an ace. Uh, the Yankees have paid him like an ace. And and you know what? Going into this year, it's going to be a storyline again, his health, but for a different reason. Uh, he can opt out of his contract after 2017 and could be a free agent. So, obviously, Tanaka looking for a big year like he had last year. And if he can repeat that, it, it'll help the Yankees. But... Uh, in the long run, it might help Tanaka's wallet uh, because he may wind up getting another contract out of it. When you look after Tanaka, who's the clear number one, um, we can go through all these other pitchers. I'm not exactly sure what number to put next to each of them. So for lack of a, a clear cut, two, three, four, five, let's go to Michael Pineda next, who I think the Yankees would love to step into that number two role. Sometimes he looks like he's that guy. Sometimes he doesn't. What's missing? What does he need to figure out? You know, it's funny. If you do a flyby, Brian Cashman was saying this, if you do a flyby and look at just strikeouts for nine innings, some of those peripheral numbers, I mean, Pineda should be among the best pitchers in the game. But uh, the number of home runs allowed, the damage with two strikes, two outs that has been done against him, it's almost like he seems to lose focus or command at times. Uh, you know, and Larry Rothschild, the pitching coach, has kind of scratched his head about that, and Joe Girardi has as well. Uh, it's something that they're digging into. They, they would love to see Pineda come back and, and fulfill that promise because when he is on, he looks great. He really does. Uh, you know, I remember a couple of years ago that Mother's Day game where he seemed to strike out the world against Baltimore. So, you know, it, it's almost like you're just waiting for Pineda to put it all together. Uh, obviously, Seattle had high hopes for him. Uh, it hasn't worked out with the Yankees as well as they would have imagined thus far. But uh, like Tanaka, this is a potential free agent year for Pineda. So it, it serves him well if he can put it all together for them. CC Sabathia, obviously so many questions a year ago about him at this time, but he came back 
and he put together a pretty good season. Wasn't healthy all year long, but in general stayed fairly healthy. And I think we kind of got to know, got to see the new CC Sabathia or the the older CC Sabathia that can still be effective. But it, and it and it seems like with what he did a year ago, he should be able to do that again because he's no longer relying on the velocity. Right, and he this has kind of been a transition in the last few years, but. I, some of those advanced metrics you take a look at, uh, his soft contact percentage is off the charts. Uh, his hard hit percentage, guys were not hitting the ball hard against him. Um, it, basically just generating a lot of soft contact, and, and that's how he really turned out to have probably his best year since 2012. And uh, if you roll the clock back to 2012, that, that was the year when the Yankees made the playoffs. Sabathia was a much different pitcher at that time. Uh, he, obviously, he is in a, the latter stage of his career, looking to finish on a strong note. But I think that anybody who saw him pitch last year would say he can definitely repeat that um, because it, it's it's upstairs for him now. He's not just relying on pure velocity to blow, blow past guys. I think that uh, he's proven mentally he's made the adjustments he needs to do. And as long as he hits his spots and his stuff is good, I mean, he's going to have uh, success. So I think, uh, look, the Yankees, have no illusions. They, they're not counting on him to be the ace anymore, but if he can be a solid number three for them, they'll be very happy with that. So you have Tanaka, Pineda, Sabathia, Brian, and then I feel like you almost have to draw a line there before you move on to the other pitchers that could factor into this rotation. Let's talk about Luis Severino next. Obviously, 2015, he burst onto the scene as a top prospect, and he was great down the stretch. And then last year was a completely different story. Um, ended up, I think, at the, at the end of the day being his confidence blown and, and a whole lot of things, but he's slimmer now. And, and it seems like maybe better prepared to be that guy from two years ago. Yeah. It was something the Yankees uh, brought up to him. They wanted him to, they thought he might've been a little too bulked up going into spring training last year. And if you remember, that was a spring where the Yankees had basically guaranteed him a rotation spot. I and mean, that was not a question that he was going to be their number four starter beginning of the year. Uh, the results were not there. He was 0-8 as a starter. I, I believe they lost his first nine starts of last year. So uh, nothing was going right for Severino until he came back out of the bullpen. And as dominant as he was out of the bullpen, he had a sub-1 ERA. Uh, his future, they believe, he believes, is a starter. So he, he really needs to come back and prove something. Um, he would not be the first starter to get a couple bumps in the road, but I think there was no accident in how good he looked at the end of 2015. If he can kind of recapture that a little bit, that would be big for the Yankees and big for Severino because, uh, look, he could fall back in the bullpen. That could wind up being his future, but Brian Cashman says, Joe Girardi says, they still see him as a starter. Severino wants to succeed as a starter. It's all he's ever really done, so uh, this is going to be his chance. I, I think that uh, there's two spots at the end of that rotation, and if Severino can grab one, the Yankees would be very happy with that. Yeah, so you hope Severino gets one of those last two spots in the rotation. And then there's that fifth starter role and a whole bunch of names you can throw into the mix. Adam Warren, uh, 58 games a year ago, only one start. Luis Sessa looked good at times in, in nine starts last year. There's Chad Green, Brian Mitchell. Brian, just handicap that fifth starter spot for us. Yeah, and I would throw Chance Adams in there, too, who uh, developed into one of the better pitching prospects in the system. And he might break camp in the bullpen, but... Uh, just breaking down the guys that you did mention there, uh, Sessa looked good at times, as you said. He was hit by the long ball a lot, uh, gave up a few too many home runs. So I think that he, he has to work on that this spring. Chad Green, his stuff was terrific. Uh, he struck out a lot of guys. They strikeouts for nine innings were good. Uh, Sabathia was raving about him a couple weeks ago and just said, that guy is nasty. That, that guy is going to be good at the big league level. So uh, Brian Mitchell, 
was probably their best starting pitcher in camp um, until in his last outing he hurt his toe, and that pretty much cost him the whole year. He came back and was able to get his first major league win in September, but a uh, pretty incomplete year for Mitchell, who who does have big league stuff. So I think uh, that's a guy you want to look at. And, and I think Warren obviously wants to be a starter. He's done it at the big league level, but his candidacy is hurt a little bit by the fact that he's so good in the bullpen. They know he can just plug in there and, in the sixth inning and – uh, give them quality out. So I, I think that Warren's preference would be to be the fifth starter, but he'll probably collapse back into that uh, bullpen spot. And if I had to, to pick one guy who's going to get the job, I'll go with Chad Green just based on stuff alone. I think if he can put together a nice spring, and uh, he did last year, he opened some eyes, did it at the big league level. If he can do that again, uh, I think he might be the guy. If not, Brian Mitchell would be my pick. All right, there you have it, the handicapping of that fifth spot. And, and this whole rotation will be interesting to follow throughout spring training. Um, there's a lot of names there. There's certainly plenty of depth. The question for the Yankees will be, is it good enough? You think it is at the top. We'll see how it is one through five as the season goes on. This has been MOB.com Extras, our Yankees edition. For Brian Hoke, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.